Before we hop in with our incredible guest here on the Championship Leadership Podcast, I wanted to talk a little bit real quick about my world class, Unleash the Leader Within Experience, a four-day experience that is built to give you momentum in life that will create the movement that will allow you to go out and accomplish goals and outcomes that you have felt like are mountains, like mountains that are almost impossible to overcome. Unleash the Leader Within, you go through this experience, all of the different modalities are strategically put in place to help you to become the person today that will allow you to become the person that you want to be tomorrow. All about creating a life that you love. And we do that in many different ways. We've had incredible results from hundreds of clients that have come through in the last four years that we've been running Unleash the Leader Within. And so if you want to create a new operating system for yourself, if you want to have a level of certainty that would have people respond to you at a much higher level as a leader, inside of your life and you want to go out and have results that like i said you thought at one point were insurmountable and you want to turn mountains into molehills inside of your life and create a life that is unrecognizable take what feels like the impossible and make it possible then go to www.natebailey.org forward slash ulw Let's go! In 05 and 06, I deployed to Kuwait. I used to wait every day for them to say, Nature going home. I missed my life, missed my wife. For 15 months, she was all alone. But when I got back, I felt out of control. Feeling entitled, I put my life on hold. I keep on drinking, so I'm sinking in a river of liquor. Me and my wife weren't all right. I didn't reconnect with it. I had a business, insurance agent, and rental properties. But is there something bigger than this? I know there's gotta be, so I invested in myself. I started seeing coaches. Life is a camera. I fixed the lens, and now I see in focus. Now my life's unrecognizable. From my life just a couple years ago. 17 plus years. And marriage has never been better than this And we got three kids, that's who I do it for I'm gonna be a leader I'ma lead the way Cause I'm a firm believer We can do anything we want I said it, then I meant it I probably already did it Consider it done Consider it done If you need some inspiration, you should play this Championship Leadership Podcast Hey, baby Hey, what's up, everybody? Welcome back. Championship Leadership Podcast. We got Joshua Hatter with us with uh, out of Charleston, South Carolina. Thanks for being here, Joshua. Thanks for having me, man. I appreciate it. Yeah, absolutely. Um, what comes to mind for you when you hear Championship Leadership? That's the name of the show. So always oh, man. interested to hear. I, I, uh, I'm i 41, so I probably go back to like 90s bulls. Yeah. Oh, yeah. 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 And it's uh, so it's interesting too. Actually, right. I'm not. I'm not a huge basketball guy. It's hard not yeah. to this time of year. Right. Uh, but you know, seeing LeBron uh, break a, a long-standing record, you know, decades yeah. long. I mean, this is a guy that that coming into the league had every high expectation and crushed yeah. all of them. Yeah. That is. Sure. Yeah, it's it's it would be hard. You'd be hard pressed to find somebody else that had such high expectations and just crushed all of them. Um, yeah. So you know, it's always interesting to have that debate. But 
I, I was born in 81. So I, you know, grew up with all those uh, six championship bulls teams. Yeah. So, um, you know, yeah, I mean, those are the days. Right. Oh, man. And watching yeah. Yeah, the 72 yeah. and 10 and then watching that during, uh, during COVID to the last dance, right. Yeah. It's just, just super cool. So that's, that was awesome. that's, that's probably what goes through my head. Yeah. Yeah. Like you said, I mean, LeBron was like, you know, and there, there have been many of the next air Jordans. Right. And that have done not nothing. too many, I mean, it's a big, that's a big bill to fill, but for sure. Yeah. Uh, LeBron. Yeah. He definitely rose to the occasion and, and, uh, crushed all expectations which is cool yeah. so yeah, yeah absolutely what um why don't you tell us a little bit about yourself and kind of the path you've been on in life and how that takes you to where you are here today and what you're up to today sure yeah it's been uh it's been a little crazy man my background's uh pretty pretty shitty uh i'm, yeah. I'm a super transparent guy so you're welcome to go anywhere you want Love it. Uh, i mean you know, i grew up in all kinds of abuse uh, my father died in prison you know typical uh, kind of goodwill hunting sob story if you will um, you know, later in life diagnosed with an attachment disorder and, um, and PTSD. So, you know, kind of went through that, uh, stumbling into adulthood and just trying yeah. to figure it out, um, wound up stumbling into corporate America, spent almost 20 years in sales in corporate America, uh, probably, um, the, the luckiest thing that happened to me is, um, there was an email that went out when I was about 21 years old in my first corporate job. I'm like a, a solid year into a job. I like <laughs> Kind of hated was trying to finish my yeah. degree, and uh, and this email goes out asking for volunteers to work on a proposal, um, nights and weekends. Um, and so I worked. This is back when you had you couldn't do a proposal virtually; you had to go in person around yeah, a sure. conference room table, right? So, yeah, um, like two thousand two uh, timeframe. So went in uh, two nights a week and every single Saturday and Sunday for like eighteen months. Um, I, I there was no pay, so. Um, just volunteering. Um, but it was one of those things where at that young age, I was at least smart enough to see uh, both the opportunity of the fact of like what we were doing in terms of uh, competitive analysis and, you know, writing compelling proposals, um, at least more along the lines of where I wanted to head um, in life. And at the team, like the, the, the kind of lead guy, um, the vice president of business development at the time was just like an amazing dude. And he had won so much. So that wound up resulting in a $179 million contract. I, I worked uh, for defense contractors um, throughout that 20 years. So um, that was a, the biggest contract that that office had won at the time. So um, smart enough to see the opportunity, lucky enough uh, to be involved with that guy. Yeah. Um, you know, having grown up with a, a really crappy background, um, that guy wound up putting me in a lot of the right places and just kind of teaching me how to be an adult, frankly. Um, and, you know, throughout my 20s and getting me on the right boards and um, and things like that. And he actually is now like kind of more of a dad figure to me. He was actually my best man at our wedding uh, oh, last wow. year. So, uh, yeah, yeah, totally 180. Like now he's known me more than half my life. He's I, yeah. All on dad, I've been taking them out for Father's Day brunch for probably the better half of uh, you know the last twenty years. So wow. it's it's been it's been a journey, but um, I I kind of fell into short term rentals. So I, I would consider myself a bit of a short term rental um, guru. I, I started doing that in two thousand twelve. Okay. Uh, started doing it full time in twenty twenty one. But um, we actually started buying boutique hotels a year ago. Uh, okay. So kind of shifting from the Airbnb to the actual bed and breakfast. Yeah. Yeah. Um, and so that's kind of been fun as well too, but uh, that's kind of the the nitty gritty elevator speech. My kind of my, my tagline is I turned 
a $30,000 uh, 401k loan in 2012 um, to over $5 million 10 years later, um, just through playing a real life monopoly. That's, yeah, that's incredible. That's an impressive story for sure. Um, so feels like a lot to unpack there too. Uh -huh. <laughs> but, uh, what, uh, what is your dad still alive? No, no. I, I actually, I consider myself super fortunate. So he died uh, in 2010. Um, the way I found out my father passed away was uh, I used to, uh, so the Federal Bureau of Prisons website, BOP.gov, I used to go on and kind of see, you can see the incarceration date and the release date, projected release date. And uh, he had been in long enough that I could kind of see the women in my family starting to freak out a little bit. Um, you know, like crap, he might actually made it, make it out of here. And, uh, you know, so checking closer to the, the potential release date, um, uh, the way that I found out he passed was I logged into that website one night and it said deceased. Um, uh, so I called the, the prison and, uh, they're like, who are you? Like, well, you're not, you're not listed at next kin. So as next kin. So all we can say is that he's not in the facility anymore. Um, uh, so I had to call his mother who was still alive and she confirmed that he had passed. Um, so yeah, I, and frankly, in hindsight, um, uh, huge relief. Like I could kind of, there was a cloud that, that had been over the family for a long time that I think lifted after that. Um, you can truly begin to unpack and process, you know, all the things that we went through. Um, and, and I look at lots of people now as an adult that still have that attachment to whatever the trauma was. Um, and they still have to relive it in some form. Um, and so I consider myself super grateful to, to have had the chance to process it for the last 13 years, uh, as opposed to yeah. still, still dealing, dealing with it. Take a quick pause here inside of this incredible interview that you are listening to, to let you know about my 100 mile mindset audio book. If you would like a copy for free, you just have to send me a quick email at nate at coachnatebailey.com, or you could send me a private message. I'm all over the place on social media at Coach Nate Bailey Instagram. You can find me on Facebook. You can find me on LinkedIn. You can find me on Twitter. You can even find me on the new social media app out there, Threads, through Instagram. But if you would like the free 100-mile mindset so you could create a 100-mile mindset for yourself based on my experiences, my lessons learned from being an ultramarathon runner. Shoot me a message. I'll, I'll send it to you for free. Well, yeah. So what, what, what attachment? What, yeah. What is that? Tell me. Yeah. Tell so me attachment disorder. So it's uh, basically when you, when your parents aren't normal, um, so to speak, uh, so when you, when you have a normal baby right there, they develop an attachment to their parent. Okay. Uh, you know, it's kind of the, the, you cry and the parent, uh, you know, calms you, uh, yeah, okay. takes care of you. And so if you don't have that, then you just kind of grow up thinking that, um, when something bad happens, no one's ever there. Right. So you don't develop this closeness with a, a birth parent that you normally should. Um, and so, you know, for, for lots of reasons, there's just a lot of stuff going on as far as like domestic violence and stuff like that, um, deal with, you know, police calls to the house. So, um, you know, pro probably like a, a little deeper than you want to get, or I don't know. I'm happy to talk about what no, I mean. I'm no, I not at all, not really. I mean, as long as you're okay with it, I'm, to I'm totally fine, man. Yeah, 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 yeah. So it's just you know, it's it's all that all kind of comes with the territory. I spent uh, the better part of 20 years kind of in and out of therapy, um, uh, you know, trying different folks, and um, and that's really helped me a lot. It's been mm -hmm. interesting. Uh, a lot of my siblings have kind of taken a 
um, alternate path. Um, I, I'm watching my little sister go through this now as she's kind of really confronting some of this stuff. Um, and it's really interesting to have had the the hindsight, you know, and, and the um, the ability to look at the last 20 years with talk therapy. So, yeah, um, you know, it's been it's been an interesting path. Yeah, definitely. Well, yeah, I mean, I'm, I, yeah, I, I'm 46. You know, I didn't. I think we all. I've 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 come to figure out we we've all had some shit in our life and yep. just to varying degrees, right? Yeah, um, we all have and, our cross to bear. Yeah, and uh, so you know, I you know, I don't know my dad, and he was never around, and left early, and just never a part of my life, and I've always discredited that like that it didn't really make a big impact on me, but just the older I get, I'm like, how did it, how does it not? Right. right. Like, so I've been yeah. kind of going down some rabbit holes. I went, did some ayahuasca and uh, that opens the door to a whole different world as well. And so I'm just kind of, that's super interesting. Doing some work and trying to unpack things. And, and yeah, I don't know, it kind of feels like when you open a door, like, you better be careful because you might open a bunch of other doors. Yeah. <laughs> and then, uh, so, yeah. Uh, yeah, I don't, uh, I mean, that's, we don't, we don't know each other. Well, I'm happy to continue yeah. this conversation after yeah. this. But, um, you know, I think that, uh, obviously we both have our own thing. Right. And I think you spend so long telling yourself that this doesn't matter. This didn't impact yeah. me. Right. And at, at some point, if you're honest with yourself and you look in the mirror, you realize that it has impacted every decision you've yeah. ever made. Right. Uh, and if you're really willing to look at that, I mean, it, it winds up being a super um, introspective and interesting yeah. experience, but it also sucks, man. It's it's ripping yeah. the date off, hard, right? Yeah, uh, it's going into old scar tissue for sure. Yeah. yeah. Well, so you know, I mean, to kind of play off that is, yeah, I'm always interested to hear how that. I mean, because I it I think it like you said, I think it absolutely does affect who you are and 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 how you come out of it, and sometimes it can come out of it positively because of it and sometimes maybe not so positively but yeah how how do you how do you see how that has really kind of made you who you are today and like yeah. did you say you just got married a year ago i actually five months today yeah so oh, five i'm months swapping ago. five months into it for the first time so that first time frankly was part of uh was part of it for me it took me sure. a while to actually uh get to the altar so yeah yeah my wife deals with my shit so you know, yeah good thing. Um, how did yeah. it serve you in business or do you think it it did or uh, did not no i t i so you know i think you you uh survive in chaos right and so uh, I mean, even just physiologically, there's a lot of things, you're almost like burning things that you normally should feel in chaos, right? So yeah. at some point, you just stop feeling them because you're so used to the chaos. Um, and I mean, entrepreneurship is just constant chaos, right? It's it's ups and downs. Um, I, I kind of liken it to you got to be that if you if you watch NFL, I'm a huge NFL fan, right? So if you watch yeah. NFL games, right, you, you see a field goal kicker miss a kick, and the coach is kind of, you know, like, like it just he looks at looks yeah. at a sheet, right? Yeah. Um, you know, unless it's the fifth kick, and then it's kind of like <laughs> that guy's getting cut on Tuesday. Yeah. Um, so you know, like it, it's it's kind of you got to be that that calm in the storm. And so um, you know, in hindsight, I think it makes it pretty easy to do that. Yeah. Um, I, I also don't try to solve problems that don't exist, right? Yeah. You know, there's, there's so many things I, I don't try to uh anticipate something that's not an issue. I mean, you need to be uh, to be wary of it, kind of recognize it, 
but the reality is if you're constantly planning for the worst and then hope for the best, it's in the middle, right? Yeah, reality right. is all somewhere in the middle. So, um, you know, as far as entrepreneurship, I think being able to kind of take those highs and lows, uh, my short-term rental management uh, company has grown hundred percent year over year, each of the last four years. Um, so it's been, and we're, and we're, we're set up on a similar path again this year. So, you know, that's like constant chaos, right? It's constant organizational change. You're constantly growing the company, um, hiring employees, all those types of things. So it's uh, it, it makes for for kind of a, an interesting day in and day out, but you're you're able to keep a much more level head, I think, um, as you go through those ups yeah. and downs. It's an impact yeah. you watch. Yeah. So I know you mentioned that obviously uh, you did have a, a positive male figure coming into your life that you that you consider your your father and um you know i think it's important that we all have those types of mentors or people that come into our life to help us along the way you know maybe talk a little bit more about the impact of, of that for you or or others yeah. as well that potentially have come and really helped you to be where you are today or who you are today Totally. Yeah. It's, uh, that's been, so, uh, you know, I, I'm 41. I met him when I was 20. Right. So literally more than half my life now. Mm -hmm. Um, and just incredibly fortunate. I mean, he, he, um, he kind of, you know, saw, so first of all, I was the only person, they put that, that email out um, that I mentioned earlier to a hundred people in the office. And I was the only one that volunteered to show up the, the yeah. entire time. Right. So, um, I, I once worked for a business owner uh, who said rule number one of success is to show up. Yeah. Um, and so that's kind of, that's kind of that uh, mantra, right? Like nobody else even showed up. So it's pretty yeah, right. to differentiate yourself a bit. Um, but beyond that, you know, kind of growing beyond that, he had, he actually left the company shortly after that and went to, uh, went to another company. And I was kind of hoping to take a job and I missed him by like three months there. Okay. Uh, and so I, I was fortunate enough a couple of years later, kind of just kept in touch, um, was fortunate enough a couple of years later to work directly for him. And I worked directly for him for like five years. Um, and this was, and again, this is like a crazy story, but I, I like talking about it. Yeah. So um, I worked for him starting in 2006 directly to like 2011. Then I got kind of promoted to the same level. But um, during that time is when my father got um federal charges. So, you know, we contacted, my family contacted the FBI or kind of helping out on this case. Right. Um, and so he knew enough to know that he didn't want to know kind of like just whatever you got to do, do it. And so there would be times that I'd have a field agent call and I'd walk out of the office for, you know, two, three hours on the phone and I'd come back in and um, and at one point I kind of sat down in his office. I'm like, Hey man, you like, do you kind of know what's going Like, you know, I, Feel like I owe, owe you something at this point, you know. And he's like, I I know enough, right? He's like, Do you feel like you need to talk about it? I'm like, oh man, I'm like, I'm I'm in therapy, like I'm good, dude. I'm just trying to get through the experience, you know. And he's like, I don't need to know then, you know. And so it was after that experience that we wound up talking about it. Um, but like um, in, in hindsight, again, to your point, I mean, super fortunate uh, that I happened to work for him directly at the time to work yeah. for somebody that was so um, you know, caring and compassionate and empathetic um, yeah. as it kind of could have gone another way, right? I could have lost yeah, my job right. or something like that. So, yeah. um, you know, wound up working out pretty well. And um, I would say once I got kind of promoted to the level that he was at, we worked for this Fortune 500 company. Um, that was where our relationship changed a little bit. I didn't work for directly for him every day. Yeah. So uh, kind of moved more into dad mode and, yeah. uh, 
you know, more just talking about life and uh, kind of what we want out of life. Um, and I think we kind of grew together. So he, he couldn't have kids. And so, um, you know, just the relationship just started to be like more and more special over time. So, yeah. uh, you know, now there's not a time uh, awesome. that they actually go on these crazy ass vacations. So they're in Poland now for two months. Oh, yeah. uh, my wife and I went over there for brunch on a Sunday and we just sat there and played chess for a few hours. And, um, you know, we, we both like every time we spend that amount of time together anymore, we're like, I just want you to know how much this means to me. Right. And so, um, it's, it's just interesting at this age, like having gone through so much and then to be able to have something like that. Um, I I'm super fortunate, right. It's because most people that have that crappy of a background, uh, don't have somebody that they feel like has shown them what unconditional love is. Um, and I feel like I was able to see that starting at age 20. Um, so not, not zero, but Hey, at least it started at 20 instead of, uh, you know, not at all. Right. Yeah. Wow. That's inspiring, man. Love it. Um, so, so 2012, I believe you say you get into real estate yep. and $30,000 out of your, um, retirement account. Yep. And so, yeah, maybe talk about that journey and, and how that's kind of spiraled to what you do today, because I imagine you didn't have in mind what it would grow to or what it has become today when you were first, maybe buying that first property. Uh, I'm in the real estate world as well, but not where you're at, but I definitely remember the first property I bought and, and I can see, look back and how that's kind of evolved into what it is today. Yeah. Um, and it's always pretty awesome to hear some of those stories. Yeah. I mean, so in, in hindsight, I, I, uh, I'm definitely a student of history. Um, I happened to be taking a finance class in uh, fall of 2008 for my MBA. Um, you know, one of the most interesting semesters to take a finance class oh, yeah, right. the world was falling apart and understanding yeah. exactly. It was basically like a live version of the big short, um, yeah. You, know, you go to class and you're like, oh my God, how could they ever let this happen? You yeah, know? Yeah. Um, so, uh, you know, in hindsight, got super lucky just as far as the Fed zero interest rate policy. Um, I think I was, again, you know, smart enough of, to be able to see that a bit and, and kind of ride the asset wave. So, um, made a ton of sacrifices. I, I've moved, my wife and I moved into a, our, our, I don't know if it's our forever home, but it's at least our long-term home um, about a year and a half ago. And uh, and that was my, I think, 17th move in 20 years. And so I've always just been kind of playing Monopoly in real life and kind of trading up to the next thing. Uh, 2012, I, I kind of rented on the edge of, down, of a downtown area, urban downtown area in Charleston that uh, was questionable at the time. Yeah. Uh, and I reset the pricing um, in that neighborhood. So 2012, right? So so not too far out of the bubble. Um, yeah. and, and so close that I was the first person, like I, I literally reset the pricing in that building for those oh, 14 wow. residential condos. And so yeah. uh, I would go out there at night, I'd run up there from my apartment a mile and a half away and I'd kind of hang out and I'm like, yeah, it's a little dicey, but I think I'll be okay. Yeah. And I happened to come across this uh, 50 year study that was um, we were about 15 years into it from the local college. Um, and, you know, the things that they said were planned and, and would happen had happened. And so I'm like, OK, might take another 35 years, but but we should be OK here. And yeah. man, 
when I closed, it wasn't even six months. Like it just, the development, the wow. development just blew past that. There's a Starbucks across the street from that building now. Yeah. So, yeah. Um, you know, it's, it's just crazy having watched this um, grown again, also fortunate enough to, to be in a city that's grown massively, especially since yeah. COVID, uh, with, right. with moving here from other cities. Uh, and so I just, you know, from there, uh, sold that condo, uh, bought a single family home a couple of blocks away, um, started renting out a room, you know, kind of doing the house hack thing, but using um, Airbnb to do it. Okay. Um, 2017 moved out of that place and turned the whole thing into a, an Airbnb. Um, and then I started focusing on kind of two different paths, one investing my own money. Uh, with properties that I owned and then another of um, managing other people's properties. Mm-hmm. Uh, and so, you know, kind of have two lines of business there now. Um, but the, the, uh, the owning has turned into um, two small boutique hotels. Um, we've got three investors for those in Charleston. Um, there are nine keys each. Uh, one of the partners is a general contractor. So these old historic homes uh, that would terrify me a couple years ago. Definitely don't anymore um, because we've got him. And so um, just finished the first one actually 11 days ago. If you're ever in Charleston, let me know. I'll put you up. Yeah, uh, definitely. But, but we, uh, we've we kind of got this uh, technology forward, design forward concept um, that is interestingly enough, I don't think would have existed were it not for COVID. Yeah. Uh, you know, again, something good comes about, out of something right. bad. Uh, worst hospitality recession in the history of mankind yeah. um, provides this new level of expectation, right? So yeah. um, we are sh- actually shutting the second one down also in Charleston um, in about eight weeks, um, and that one will reopen in October. Um, so we'll, we'll launch the brand at the same time. And hopefully we're working on three other deals. We hopefully will have closed on one of those uh, by then as well too. So okay. all cities in the Southeast uh, U.S., yeah. Okay. Um, yeah, just been kind of riding that wave. And then, yeah. um, my management company, um, have definitely built out the infrastructure on that. So we're probably one of the top five or six, um, companies in terms of, uh, gross booking volume in Charleston as well. Um, and some of that, again, growth of Charleston. So lucky there, right. right? Um, in terms of location, sure. um, and growth of short-term rentals and Airbnb and also our mature, um, regulatory environment. Um, we operate in the Smokies as well, which is a, li- a little bit more Wild West. Um, there's 14,000 rentals there as opposed to here where there's like 400, right? So it's a much more uh, confined market uh, where we operate. Um, so, you know, crazy, uh, crazy path on on both fronts. But yeah, I've been fortunate enough to uh, take a 401k loan and, and multiply it many times. Not something your financial advisor would tell you to do, but, no, 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 but I'm a huge right. fan of betting on yourself. I'm yeah, never, absolutely. I'll never advise against that. Yeah. Wow. Love it. What's, uh, what's to come? What do you, what's, do you have an end goal? Is there a, a vision for what you want to accomplish? Totally. Yeah. I, it's, I don't think I realized how much I stood in my way until yeah. the last like six months. Um, and, and I had, I had this clarity of vision that I've never had before in my life. Um, you know, and probably some of that's probably my wife as well too, yeah. uh, whether she wants to admit it or not. Um, I, I think, you know, heading down this path, like the, I will scale the management company to a certain point. Uh, but the reality is that really manages our brand, our hotel brand. Right. And so the, yeah. the real vision is owning a thousand keys and keys equals rooms or suites. 
in hot in the hospitality world. And so mm-hmm. uh, we're 18 keys now. And so the plan is to grow that to a thousand in 10 years. Okay. Um, I'm just, I'm, I'm having a lot of fun as we do this. Yeah. Um, yeah. And, and I think we are, in my opinion, the boutique B and B space, that asset class has more uh, upside potential than short-term rentals did 10 years ago. And so I was kind of lucky enough to, you know, I, my joke is my old college buddies in 2012 would be like, you're doing what, you know? Yeah. Yeah. Um, and now 10 years later, everybody knows what Airbnb yeah. is. Right. Uh, and I kind of have to explain what an actual B&B is. Yeah. Uh, yeah. So that's kind of the 10 the year plan. Um, I'm pretty happy at this point. I, I don't, uh, you know, if, if that happens, great. Um, in the meantime, I'm having a lot of fun. It's not work to me. Yeah. Uh, I'd love to buy a few other businesses. There's a, there's a couple of things that really interest me, but uh, big thing is, you know, being 41 um, and, and my wife being 36 is hopefully being lucky enough to have our own kid. Yeah. Uh, and we'll head down that path and hopefully I can yeah, get her to work less. Uh, she's yeah. a physician. So okay. uh, hopefully get her to work a little bit less, but yeah, uh, but yeah man, just kind of enjoying life and um, really grateful to be where I'm at at this point. Yeah. Very good. Love it. What's um, maybe you could think of a moment, maybe you've already talked a little bit about a moment where, you know, you had, you decided chose different, uh, you could be in a very different place in your life. Um, like you said, I think there's a lot of people, especially after the last three years or so that, that have been in those moments are in that moment right now, uh, that could use some sage advice, if you will, of somebody that navigated those times and, and learn from that. You get them. And it's, uh, you know, I I'll, I'll have to kind of defer to my moderately ghetto background. Yeah. I, uh, I actually got arrested when I was 20 years old and, uh, okay. I, I got bored in college and I, you know, got distracted doing dumb shit. And so I actually wound up taking a year off. So the, the, the irony is I actually skipped my junior year of college just because I tested out of so many things. Oh, really? So fortunate uh, in, in that regard, yeah. uh, but I wound up having to take a year off. So I graduated when everybody else did. Okay. Uh, and so uh, when that happened, um, as I got out of jail, I had somebody uh, like, oh yeah, just, just come home and I'll, I'll, you know, we can have you deal these drugs and, you know, we'll, we'll get you set up. Right. And, yeah. um, you know, certainly won't go into specifics, but it's one of those things where it was like, this is not going to work. Right. Yeah. Uh, yeah. I had already contemplated my life, uh, yeah. for the night that I spent in jail. And yeah. so, um, I, uh, I went home that happened. I put all of my stuff in a duffel bag about a one-way bus ticket for $79 back to Charleston to face those charges and re- yeah. rebuild my life. Um, and I ran away from that for the rest of my life. Wow. Yeah. That's incredible. Yeah. Was it, uh, was that an easy choice to make at that point? It really was. It's, you know, <laughs> we, we all have those like 10 moments and yeah, right. life where you, you really kind of look back on you like, wow, that was like, that was my, my, my fork. That was my yeah. crossroads. And, uh, yeah, I for me, like I, I didn't sleep that single night I was in jail then. And yeah. and, and I'm like, how the hell did I get here? Like I skipped yeah. a year of college, like I'm doing things, you know. And, and it was like, man, I must have taken a, a wrong turn at that last fork in the road. So yeah. when the next one came in a few days, it was uh I had already given myself the pep talk to uh get the hell out of that mindset. So yeah, you know, it's unfortunately people that come from disadvantaged backgrounds. Um it's, it's easier for us to fall into those traps. 
Uh, we don't necessarily have the best guidance and we have to kind of figure it out for ourselves. So uh, probably prone to making, um, you know, more mistakes than we otherwise would have. Uh, I certainly am no stranger to that, not perfect by any means. Uh, but that was probably, uh, you know, in hindsight, like the single biggest, you know, you can do this and die in five or 10 years if you're lucky or be in prison, uh, or you can do this and try to make something of yourself and fight against what you've already built on the other side. Right. Yeah, so yeah, definitely um, a pretty big moment. Yeah. What's um, as we wrap up, what, if there's one or two things you could give the listener to help them, you know, if they would apply today would move their life forward today. What would that be? Yeah. I, I, I read constantly. So, yeah. uh, you know, I think that's huge, especially for entrepreneurs, um, you know, with, with your audience, I, I think, uh, I read this book toward the end of last year called Profit First by Mike McCallowitz. Yeah. So I'll kind of leave your your folks with that. It's uh, if, if you think of it in terms of, say, like tithing or or uh, contributing to your 401k, it's automatic. Right. So you you take whatever that percentage is and you put it into a separate account that's specifically for profit. And so when you have that revenue come in, it automatically goes to that. And I think all too often, you know, so many businesses fail within the first five years, it's tragic, uh, but it's not, if it were easy, everybody would do it. And so the whole concept is so many people, even if they're, you know, making payroll, they're paying the bills after 10 years, other than paying themselves some nominal salary and, and really giving themselves another job that wasn't working for someone else, they don't have anything to show for it. And this is kind of the beginning of that, you know, set something up that looks a little different, um, set up a different account for taxes, operating expenses, profit, um, and, and actually have something to show for it and pay yourself a small bonus every quarter um, because you're the one that's taking the risk as the entrepreneur. Um, so I probably read 35 books last year. That was definitely my favorite one. Yeah, yeah. Uh, and we Great we book. implemented it and, and, uh, and definitely have kind of shifted our cash, cash position um, massively in the last six months. So um, would highly recommend. Yeah, absolutely. Um, is there, is there a main place that we could send people for you as far as checking you out and what you're up to following what you're doing? Sure. Yeah. It's uh, pretty, pretty easy. So, and I'm, um, uh, ho- hopefully this, uh, podcast was a little bit, uh, of an indicator that I'm pretty open. Yeah. Uh, I, uh, I think, I hope that people can find some strength in some of the things that I've had to go through. Um, and so I'm brutally honest and transparent. Um, and, and I'm also super easy to get a hold of. So my website is just joshhatter.com. Um, it's J O S H H A T T E R.com. Um, and I actually have a Calendly link on there. So if people want to uh, follow up and, you know, have a conversation, it could be about anything. It could be about short-term rentals. It could be about boutique hotels, um, it can be about, Hey, I went with some, through some really fucked up stuff and I want to talk about it. Like I'm, I'm there. I've, I've had it um, as well too. And I just want to be that for somebody else. Yeah. I love that. We'll get that linked up too as well. That's cool that you do that. Uh, I appreciate it. I, I could, I could go on for a little bit uh, more here. Definitely. But I know you're busy and I got to go get my kids from school. So, so I better not, but Thank uh, you, thanks for the time, man. This has been great. Appreciate it. Thank you. Thank you for having me. I really appreciate it, man. Absolutely. Yeah. Stay right here. If you've enjoyed this conversation for more, um, we got incredible guests coming up right after this, but thanks again, Joshua. Appreciate it. Thanks. Man. No doubt you enjoyed that incredible episode of the championship leadership podcast. As always, 
And this is, again, just a, a gentle nudge and reminder to go check us out at natebailey.org forward slash ULW if you want to transform your life to one that you love, to go out and accomplish things in your life that you've been thinking and dreaming about and, and just have maybe felt that it wasn't even possible at some point. If that is you and you want to take your life to the next level, go again, natebailey.org forward slash ULW. Let's have a conversation and let's change your life for the better. Let's go. In 05 and 06, I deployed to Kuwait. I used to wait every day for them to say, nature going home. I missed my life, missed my wife. For 15 months, she was all alone. But when I got back, I felt out of control. Feeling entitled, I put my life on hold. I keep on drinking, so I'm sinking in a river of liquor. Me and my wife weren't all right. I didn't reconnect with it. I had a business, insurance agent, and rental properties. But is there something bigger than this? I know there's gotta be, so I invested in myself. I started seeing coaches. Life is a camera, I fixed the lens, and now I see in focus. Now my life's unrecognizable. From my life just a couple years ago. 17 plus years of marriage, it's never been better than this. And we got three kids, that's who I do it for I'm gonna be a leader I'ma lead the way Cause I'm a firm believer We can do anything we want If I said it then I meant it I probably already did it Consider it done Consider it done If you need some inspiration you should play this Championship Leadership Podcast With Nate Bailey Championship, championship, championship 